0: Talk Live, you can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do is dial in toll free. The number is 855 450 Free. That's 1 855 450 3733. And you can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. The features that await you there, you'll find that they're free, unlike a lot of the talk shows. In this uh, this world where they charge you for accessing their sites, you can go and do uh, all the things you'll find at Freetalklive.com completely free. The main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. So, uh, you find something online that you think's interesting, submit it as show prep over at freetalklive. dot com, and then others. Who visit our website can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So all kinds of interesting stuff uh, to talk about in the news tonight. And uh, joining you this evening, it is Ian. And we also have with us, Michelle. Hi. Uh, Hello there. Uh, Looking like you just stepped out of the shower. (laughs) I did. (laughs) And uh, Mark, of course, here as as usual.
1: She has clothing on.
0: Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, you can the, see it at cam.freetalklive.com. You can. That's right. 855-450-free is uh, the number here and uh, of course I Derek- have taken
2: off some clothes in here before though. You
0: have as we, as have we. Uh And
2: you've done a booty shake?
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, that was kind of private, but uh <laughs> for you and uh, a few others. Um for money. Yeah, for money. Yes. Yeah, can't let that cause, <laughs> go. Yeah. Cuz I'm like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in totally.
2: France, and Robin um, Mazingo was in Germany, and we were watching on the cam while she and I were like skyping together. So this was two years ago. We'd never met. We both were going to Pork Fest, and there was Ian in his bathrobe in the morning. <laughs> it was late yeah. afternoon for us over there, but but you didn't realize that the camera I'd let was the on. Cam
0: on. Yeah, sometimes so, that happens.
2: So we started making wagers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you bribed me, and it Naughty. worked. All right, so uh, so you know, lots of stuff here in the news to talk about, and this one I, I found particularly interesting uh, because it's something that we've been saying on the air for quite a while, and that is the idea that there are certain like politicians and opinion piece people who pundits, uh, pundits, they uh, talking heads, preachers, they rail against something that they don't like. Maybe it's uh, you know homosexuality or drug use or, you know, you fill in the blank, something that is supposedly bad, and they rail against it. And then before you know it, there's news that comes out of that same person who was doing the railing. Uh, Turns out they're gay.
1: Yeah, they're in a... Right.
0: they 're in a hotel or room. drug
2: users
1: right or it, both it, it, or both right they 're in a hotel room with a uh you know with a gay hooker uh, doing crank,
0: as was the case with uh Ted Haggard, the mega church pastor who made national headlines uh for being very very anti gay and then made national headlines again after being caught <laughs> not quite uh, so anti gay crank with a hooker uh, a male hooker, and you know i don 't care if you want to go and do drugs or whatever that's your business but don't don't say on one hand that uh, you think it's a bad thing and tell everybody how awful it is and then go ahead and uh, and perform it uh, perform those acts because like you're a hypocrite.
2: It, I like what it says in the Bible. I mean, you know, <laughs> I happen to like the, that book for some advice here and there, and and it says, you know, be, uh, before you remove the try to remove the plank from mm. your neighbor's eye, take you know the, the speck. Yeah. Excuse me, the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Worry about the plank in your own. Right. I mean, if you know, people are so caught up in in uh, other people's business when each and every one of us have plenty of messes in our own life. So
0: we're going to talk more about that in a scientific study, apparently, that has been done on this particular subject, uh, what people say and what they do. But first, we go to Feth calling from Arkansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Do I have this name right? Feth with an F?
3: Yeah, you're right. I called last night and spoke with you.
0: Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts.
3: Oh, cool. I was kind of just doing a follow-up call. We were were talking about the... uh, Freedom, you know, the common law right to travel, you know, and do an activism in it. Mm -hmm. And I have been on the phone. Well, ever since all my free time today, I've continued to investigate this situation. I have a video uploading on YouTube right now uh, with a conversation I had with the uh, district attorney's office here in my county or in my city. And uh, it was real funny arguing with him about the right. He kept saying driving I was like, I don't want to drive, I want to travel, which is moving from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And it basically basically it came down to uh, public roads operating that vehicle on a public road and I, and I asked him why I couldn't do that you know um, And real our question, I don't know if you've ever heard, heard of this or if you can point me to where this is at in the Constitution because this is it came down to this. The state has sovereign power over my human, and I said, "Well, who is the state?" And and you know he kind of was like, "What?" Huh. And I was like, "Who is the state human?" And no, what? Well, who gives it? Who gives it the sovereign power over me? He said, "God and the Constitution."
0: Such
2: nonsense. Okay, well. God doesn't want you to worship anyone but him, so why would he assign the state to to a position of where you would have to, you know, serve with idolatry?
3: Well, I was being real—I was doing a real inquiry, and he realized that I was being real firm, you know, with him in this conversation. He goes— I'm just kidding about the God, but the Constitution. Does.
1: Right. The there's Constitution. a contract. There's yes. a contract that uh, you know some guys uh, signed 200 and something years ago in 1789, and it binds you to it creates uh,
0: an imaginary entity that to which you are bound, that owns you and gets control. I mean, it's just such a crazy fantasy. It's just so absolutely lunatic, and yet everybody buys into it because, well, as we were talking about previously on this program, we've all been indoctrinated uh, by the the state camps, uh, indoctrination camps. Now, I'm glad you called back on this, Feth, because you'd called last night to talk about freedom to travel, and Michelle is here with us uh, this evening. And it's fortunate because, uh, as I mentioned, Michelle is actually engaging in freedom to travel activism. And Michelle, you're one of those people who who believes that freedom to travel activism may have resulted in you being left alone while you're on the road do you still hold that belief system that that the police are are to some extent just kind of not paying attention to your license plate
2: you know um uh, it's funny i've passed three police uh four police officers on my way here this evening Mm -hmm. and um thank you to whomever was in the red car that flashed me to signal that there were police ahead so i could slow down Mm -hmm. um but they were pulling Mm -hmm. people over as we entered into Keene, and um you know i i can't say for certain but i know that no one's bothered me for months and months i did speak to the uh prosecutor today um J. James. It doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, so um, for Keene, and he's going to be prosecuting my, uh, representing the prosecution for my case with Chesterfield from last summer when I had my uh, truck and trailer towed. So I have two outstanding um, issues there, both uh, registration for the trailer as well as the truck. And, um, you know, what he told me that was in 1905, was when the law was enacted here, or 1913 maybe, 1913 I think, and um, that it was a public safety issue. And
0: are talking about registration?
2: Yes, and the, the right to travel issue keeps coming back to the same false um, premise, which is that if, that if you're out driving on the road, you're going to drive up onto a sidewalk and you're going to hit someone and either kill them or damage property, and people around need to be able to identify your vehicle... In order to, to, um, you know, have hold, you you, responsible. Yeah, hold you responsible. That that is mm-hmm. has been the um, the argument 100 percent of the time from every single police officer I've ever spoken to regard this regarding this issue in all six states where I've had my vehicles before.
0: And what do you say to that? I mean, when, when that's the objection that people bring up to getting registration.
2: <laughs> well, I laugh for one thing, but then, you know, there are always, um are so many different ways to identify a vehicle. And even if if someone were to have plates on, why does it have to be issued by the state? Why can't it be an optional sure. thing?
1: Or what makes the most, uh, you know, the the, the, the the question that drives to the core of it, is why the heck do I have to re-register those numbers every single year and give you money to do it? Yeah. If There's the that. numbers were good for a year, yeah. why aren't they good for more than that
0: that thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you and keep us in the loop how your freedom to travel hey, stuff goes Ian, yeah, quick, Ian quick, i want
3: to I'll, I'll send you this video as soon All as right, it's cool. uploaded you Do that, actually post, that it the free,
0: post it over post it over free so everyone can see it. Coming up. here on free talk live we've been pretty excited about the bitcoin it's a decentralized free market digital currency you can learn more about it at we Usecoins.com. but if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them You can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, no problem. We've got them all for you to download there. Well, almost all of them. Years' worth of them, going back to late 2006. All of it is free at freetalklive.com.
1: If you've got a family, you need a backup-generating system, because you never know when some kind of disaster's going to strike, and you know, you're know you going to be out of power, and everything in the refrigerator and the freezer is going to spoil, and you're not going to have sustenance in that particular instance you can get a backup generating system that you, you know buy at the store and it has you the you have to worry about the gasoline going bad and it sits in the garage and you know it costs you whatever it costs you or you can check out the Sound Wisdom SG1 which is a solar backup system which you know It works all the time. It takes a freezer, a well pump, uh, you know, maybe your refrigerator, you know, depending on what it is that you need to take off the grid, it'll take it off the grid and take it off completely and begin paying for itself the first day as a result. Go check it out at freetalklivesolar.com. It's a great setup. freetalklivesolar.com.
0: All right, so once again, the toll-free number here is free. We continue taking your calls, and then still to come, we'll talk about repression, sexual repression, specifically of the homosexual variety and how it manifests uh, according to one, or one of the ways it can manifest, according to uh, one scientific study. But first, we go to Viper calling from somewhere on the Internet. Viper, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. How are you doing? Viper, great. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Uh... I didn't realize the speaker was on. No wonder I couldn't hear it. Um, I was. I heard your discussion that, that you and Julie had about the income tax uh, uh, last night and how it's hard to, uh, you know, not pay it when you work a, a corporate job. Yeah. And then she also said that she, would, that she liked that refund check that she gets every year.
0: Sure, that's a big motivator and, uh, for a lot of people that pay the income tax.
4: Yeah, but, you know, it's even more so for people that don't pay it, if you know what I mean. I I don't know if you know what I mean, but...
0: No, I don't know what you mean. You're saying the refund check is a motivator for people who don't pay the tax to not pay the tax?
4: Well, uh, last year I had trouble finding employment, and I didn't really make anything. I collected unemployment. And instead, I got what they call the EIC, the Earned earned Income income Tax Credit. Yeah, and I got an A-load of money at at refund time. This is something
1: that people don't understand. Uh, They really, really don't understand is that people – that there's about – a little little over half of the population actually files income tax this is working age population and of that working age population i believe it's about half of them i think it comes to 27 28 29% uh, i figured it out at one point less than 30% of the population actually pays income tax because there is built into the the, the forms themselves Welfare. Uh, they give in the form of, uh, you know, head of household, earned income tax credit, these kind of things. You get this bonus back if you don't make enough money. So you'll actually get free money. Uh, there's this, this welfare built right in.
4: Yeah, and I think that that's one of the ways that they create dollars to disseminate among the populace. Um, Could be. But what I wanted to, to say for, for Julia's edification was, you know, I. Please don't get excited about refund because you pay from January until December and you get a refund in March or April and you know you've given them your dollars through the whole year and then they give you back dollars that you gave them. They've been printing dollars the whole time.
2: Well, I think that so Julia's pretty clear. What you're getting I, I is, think Julia's what you're pretty basically clear Getting is screwed that that uh, that money is hers in the first place. I, I'm, I don't right. think that there's but any disputing that. Right, by the time they that. give it
4: back to her, it's not worth as much.
0: Well, well yeah, but I, I think that to somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of money, it can make a big difference to get that money back, which is why people think, fill out income tax. I taxes. think
4: for somebody that's, that's as uh, obviously intelligent as Julia is, then she can figure out a way to claim the proper number of exemptions that she is giving them exactly what they have to have so that she can file her taxes at the end of the year and come out just about even. And in that case, she gets her dollars up front before the government gets to depreciate them and give them back.
1: Indeed, it's so. Some people will use it as a savings plan, and they'll take that money and, you know, put it away and that kind of thing but yeah
4: you're really screwing yourself on that one yeah
1: you're not getting the interest but frankly where do you you know how many interest where are you going to put put your money these days um you know i I don't know if you've been watching your 401k but it's in the crapper and it's swirling around but i
0: agree with viper i I mean it's going to be better in your hands than in their hands so why not do the exemption thing have a good night guys thanks viper for Mm -hmm. the call precious metals is
1: certainly a choice um but you know, I I'm hoping they they get an upward um, movement going. But if you bought in the last year or eighteen months, you're not impressed.
0: Well, these things take time. Yeah. Uh, so I I would recommend not buying gold and silver as an investment personally. That's you never know what's going to happen with the price. But generally over time, they are printing more up. dollars though. Right. It t- tends to keep pace with inflation as far as holding the value that you originally put into it.
2: The government's getting uh, a little bit more aggressive, though, in terms of the federal income tax issue. I've I've had uh, uh, levies against me since 2008 for 2006 hmm. bill, and then I've just recently um, uh, had the California Tax Franchise Board um, send me something and levy. Is put that a, the
0: equivalent of their IRS out yeah,
2: there? Yeah, yeah. And um, so now I have a federal and a state thing going, and because formal uh, actual levies have been processed by them, uh, it doesn't mean that they've proven that I owe this money if, in fact, you subscribe to the idea that I owe something that I haven't agreed Mm -hmm. to pay, blah, blah, blah. In any event, um, in January 2013, if this bill of Barbara Boxer's passes the uh, house as well as and is signed into law by um obama then it, as of January two thousand and thirteen, anyone that is traveling internationally and has a tax levy against them will have their passports Revoked. confiscated mm.
0: yeah. wow,
2: right, and they're also out in California and that 's a federal thing and then out in california
0: that 's going to pass i mean there 's no way that won't pass of course right?
2: so um out in california. Uh, Passports are being revoked for um, already for uh, uh, men who owe money for um, child support. And Hmm. now, uh, in addition to that, it's going to be vehicle registration. So if you have vehicle issues, particularly registration fees, um, you can have your passport revoked for that as well. Wow, That's crazy. Right.
1: So what are you thinking about? Isle of Man or Argentina? (laughs) (laughs) How about secession? That'll solve that problem. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get secession in the next year. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's going to take a little while, but I think that's a good
0: plan, though, don't you? I mean, secession. Let's get the hell out of this federal government thing. We can have our own passports in New in the Shire, Shire mm-hmm. passports, uh, which, by the way, if anybody knows where to have passports manufactured, <laughs> I would really love to find. No, I'm serious. I would love to have a Shire passport made. They have them in the Key West. They've got the uh, the Conquer Public passports. And they say that the Conquer Public passports will get you into some island nations. Wow. So,
1: you know. Because they don't care. <laughs>
0: well, right. It's a made up, the governments are made up ideas. So, why, you know, why would a Shire passport be any less valid than any other fantasy government passport? 855 Free Tongue Love.
5: In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel
0: Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453. It's the cai toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. For those of you with a smartphone, you can punch up m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our live streams. And the podcast, they're all available through m.freetalklive.com. Plus, the mobile site will link you over to the necessary software that you will need to be able to listen to us on your mobile phone. Go to m.freetalklive.com.
1: We did mention uh, gold.freetalklive.com, so I thought I'd let you know that you can go over to gold.freetalklive.com and get all kinds of gold pieces and coins there and silver Whatever kind of precious metal you want to get, actually you can call the telephone number and you'll get in contact with Midas Resources, the one that handles uh, all of our precious metals here at gold.freetalklive.com. And they can help you with other things that aren't on the website. But every time you buy some precious metals through gold.freetalklive.com, not only are you getting some of the best rates you can get, but you're helping Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com.
0: Back to the phones and the fun still to come, the uh, sexual repression uh, surrounding homosexuality. First, though, we go to Andrew listening in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hi, guys. Hey, I'm Michelle.
0: Hello, hey, Andrew. What's um, on your mind?
6: In the last segment, Ian brought up um, passports, and he would like to sort of create a maybe a Shire passport or of some sort. And um, I was just wondering if uh, I know you guys are against nationalism. Uh, you've talked about it before in the past. And um, is a passport like a form of nationalism?
1: No, I think. Tell that- me how. Why? Uh, What's your speculation
6: is? I'm just, I'm sort of curious because I'm, I'm with the secession movement. That sounds like a great idea. I'm just wondering, uh, like, how could that happen without having some sort of like, us, them, these are our symbols, this is our language sort of thing. Not that I advocate any of that thing, but I'm sort of just curious about it because maybe I'm not smart enough to think about it in any other way.
0: Well, the, the Shire isn't a nation. I mean, it's just an idea. Uh, the shire is, but an it does idea. have
1: its own sort of uh, independence declaration of independence, right? Well,
0: the definition of a nation, according to the dictionary, dictionary. dot com, is a large body of people associated with a particular territory that is sufficiently conscious of its unity to seek or to possess a government pe- peculiarly its own, and uh, that doesn't, you know, de- the shire does it, not follow everything under that
1: definition. but the territory.
0: Uh, well, there's no particular territory when it comes to the Shire, although it does tend to mean the place known as popularly as New Hampshire, but also we don't have a government yes, either. Yes, you do. Uh, no, you advocate self-government. Uh, I don't think that's what they mean by government. All Who's its- they? Well, they're talking about the large body of people. That, it's so, large enough. Well, if you're talking about a body of people, then self-government wouldn't be their it's government. Precisely
1: what the, uh, the, the Shire Society is, is the declaration of independence from a nation to be your own governing group. That makes you a nation.
0: Sorry. So you're saying each individual would be a, their own nation?
1: They, uh, it's that's, kind a,
0: of not, that's not the definition of nation because you're talking about you need a whole body of people.
1: People that, people that want to be independent of this other group – Therefore, joining a, uh, joining a different group in order to get together with other people—that sounds like a nation to me. Well, what you, are have a, you, you have call, a, uh, what are you, what you have similar want? belief systems. Uh, you know, yeah, it sounds like a na- nation to me. Well, you guys,
6: do have your own cultural attitudes that sort of permeate with the people around you. And it's sort of the whole goal of uh, the Free State Project in general, although I know the Free State Project uh, is not a secession movement, but it's to have these people who have these cultural attitudes, uh, philosophical, ideological, uh, economic, and, and whatnot, uh, all sort of um, emigrating or immigrating together, uh, sort of sounds a little bit nationalistic, although I know that it kind of sounds gross uh and,
0: by that. <laughs> yeah, it does sound gross to me. I'd prefer not to to utilize those terms. I think that Mark's really reaching to try to get the Shire oh, really Society reaching. to fit in the definition of uh, of nation and either way the reason why having a a pot, why you'd want to have a passport is because other people believe in nations and so these people these you know cult members if you will uh believe in the idea of of uh, coercive governments they run the ports and they run the the various different entry points to these other plots of land and so if you can have paperwork that makes them think that you're part of some place called the shire then maybe they'll let you into their plot of land that's the idea
2: and and for a long time when i would travel it would be oh you're american that's great and they you know other other people in other countries would be like great and they'd see dollar signs and they'd get excited and and i'd have people who'd never been to the united states talk to me about you know land of the free home of the brave and and you know sports teams and and what have you and and everything and and now interestingly enough um the united the u.s passport is being associated with, um, empire, empire building and, uh, you know, corporatist, um, ideology and things. And so, so there is that, sure, that association that goes along with whatever patch or, or card or, or whatever you are, um, you're holding. And, and in fact, I would say that whether you call it a nation or not, I happily am, uh, part of the Shire community. <laughs> we don't happen to have a, a passport or a card or, or whatever, but I did sign a declaration at Porkfest saying that I subscribe to this in, these ideas and, and As principles. Did I. Right, and so, but
0: doesn't the term nation uh, normally connotate the idea of separating from someone else? Like, we are the nation over but here, you and are. you're the nation over there. No, we want to integrate with other people who also behave as most others do, and you're that is on se- a you're voluntary not basis.
1: Geographically, you're separating in a, uh, a philosophical sense. You're saying, but "Hey, that doesn't- your little club." doesn't have any hold you over you are me.
2: just trying to be argumentative i'm not yes. this makes yes. perfect <laughs> sense to me
1: this is the establishment of a free nation.
2: Okay, Do you, so when I go over to your house to see little Jack, yes. am I entering the nation of Mark? No! I am I live in reality where I know that <laughs> there there's are a violent people there. There's a geographical area you're, you're there entering with, defined, my property. with defined people that ascribe to the similar beliefs. You're you, my- Jack, and Laura. So are you guys a nation because you subscribe to a particular belief system and you're in one geographical location? No,
1: I choose to pay property taxes because I'm scared of what's going to happen, so I know know what nation i'm a part of
2: well wait a second oh, you you're just part of
6: a fearful nation
2: hold on mark the, and i I'm have fine an with argument. That.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes i pay taxes because i'm scared to death of what these people calling themselves the government will do to me and my family do you think you'll ever Petrified? not be afraid I, I, uh, as long as i don't have a corporeal body <laughs>
0: <laughs> well michelle and i don't pay taxes and hopefully more people will you pay come. fewer taxes. Uh, well, yeah, I do. I do pay the t- the property taxes, but I'd like to get together with others who would like to not pay those things and also stop paying that or a portion of that as well. But I think that uh, if we get enough people together, then we can hopefully uh, counteract some of that fear because that's a real that's something that's really holding the liberty movement back is the fear that uh, people are just steeped in they're too afraid to live like free people because they're worried that if they actually live free that someone's going to put them in a cage and i think that that's uh, that's tragic but anyway back to the, uh, the the idea of a nation it seems to me that the ideas of nations have been very detrimental to mankind that uh, nations have been separating man from man and getting men to believe and women to believe that they're somehow different because they were born on a certain plot of land or in this imaginary concept known as a, a nation. And so I don't believe in nations. I don't think the Shire is a nation. It certainly doesn't. uh, I I don't think it fits the definition personally, and it doesn't fit the you know the mentality of separation. People who are members of the Shire society are voluntary, you know, voluntary consensual interaction. They they consensually interact with one another, and they consensually interact with other people who might consider themselves of some other nation. We're not trying to divide ourselves away from those people. I still want to live in Keen, uh, you know, other. People here might think they're in the United Let States. This. Let me
1: ask you this question. That doesn't mean Hold I'm going to do wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you this question. If you I chose, just put your he, hand he up just, in his face and, and said, he just talks and talks and talks and tries to dismiss what has been said. You know,
2: nationalistic events like the Olympics—that's huge. Yeah. See how I just cut him off. Thank you. I'm going to own him in just a second. Okay. Right now, I'm owning you. So zip it. Whatever. <laughs> Snap. Yeah. All right. So the Olympics, people so. call those a national event. And I'll tell you something about that in a second regarding their athletes' perspective, you know, that, okay, great. how they see that.
0: We'll talk about that here in moments. And Mark will attempt to own me. Eight five five four fifty free. The Seikel CAI toll free line because he just can't get rid of the idea of nations. Oh, that's right. Uh, he wants oh, to, he, I'm he, locked up in the he's idea proud of nations. Of it. He thinks nations are a good <laughs> I, idea. I
1: am bound by my own, own thoughts.
0: 855 450 free. You take control. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you can enjoy the features on the site totally free at uh, freetalklive.com. If you like this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to different Amazons, different parts of the world. There's UK Amazon, there's Canada Amazon, and US Amazon. Uh, if, you know, we're talking about nations. The uh, <laughs> Amazon people, unfortunately, have to. Uh, Play into this whole nation thing in order to do business in certain plots of land. And so you have to go to the right one for you over at shop.freetalklive.com. And once you do that, you can get an order as you normally would through Amazon. It's the same Amazon experience you're used to with the free super saver shipping, the used items, the dozens of categories, the great deals, the customer reviews. It's all there. It's just you're entering through our portal. So Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price over at shop.freetalklive.com. Dot .com again shop.freetalklive.com now we're on uh, with Andrew in Grand Rapids michigan and andrew you brought up the issue of the shire society and people can go to Shiresociety.com. they can read the shire society declaration which michelle you and i have both signed mark has not signed the shire society declaration which it kind of figures as to why mark would be here trying to claim the shire society as a nation when in point oh yeah of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm the subversive i'm the mole <laughs> when in point of fact uh, it's hey, it's not once
1: you guys have some success i will sign away I just believe it's mean, like once playing you have house.
0: Success. What what's that supposed? You to think mean?
2: it's playing house? I'm playing
0: house. We're already successful. We've had hundreds of people sign the Shire Society Declaration. That's not what I define as a success.
2: And there's a man. How many people sign
0: I... the Constitution? Um, Declaration than, of Independence. Fewer than that. Okay, yeah. then well, success.
6: Signing is a sort of a passive thing. It, it, it needs to be some sort of active thing to really feel. I think that's the progress mark might be looking for. Uh, well,
0: know. what what would define uh, active for you?
6: Oh, moving to uh, – I think the Free State Project is probably the best idea for liberty since uh, Austrian economics, really. Um,
1: I would concur with but that. I but think, what would the Shire Society have to do to be successful?
6: Successful? Um, That's, a good, that's sort of what I'm calling about because I, I don't want to suggest anything gross like a nationhood or anything like that. But I also feel like I'm not smart enough to talk about it in any other way. I don't have the sort of language it takes to maybe talk about it. Um, I'm just wondering, like, how would a secession movement occur if it w- if it needed maybe that sort of cathartic um, uh, set of people saying we are against this or we are this and not that and we are rejecting that and it takes uh, I mean, enough, I mean, imagine unless you did it violently, uh, which would be really bad.
0: Uh, well, the, the Shire Society wouldn't be doing it people. violently. I mean, they're, if you read the declarations, very peace-oriented uh, group of people, so that's not yeah, even an option on the table.
6: Yeah, I just wonder how uh, – so I, I guess my second guess would have to come some sort of like legislative, civil disobedient thing. Um, but I just wonder how it would be effective unless it eventually had enough people where you basically say you're a separate culture and uh, you know, just separate values from the, from the other values you're trying to get away from.
0: They're what are more, the values um, of the
1: um, United States? Before you States, ask some questions, mm-hmm. could, you, you ask, could you answer this one for me? What is the Shire Society for people who don't know? Besides no, no, don't go to the website. What is it? You're asking me. Yeah, the Shire Society is a uh, it's a group of people who
0: have essentially declared their independence from the idea of nations. <laughs> That's why it's not a nation.
1: Uh, they've declared their independence from, from the violent people, people that coercive would claim people power over them, and they yeah. banded together in order to have their own power in a group, right? I wouldn't say power is necessarily what people are looking for in the Shire Society. They just want to
0: be left alone.
1: Power over themselves? Well, I think we already have power over
0: over ourselves. This Independence is just simply- from
1: the people that would claim power over well, them? Well, okay, hold on a second here.
2: Uh, Mark, you and I have been talking in a conversation with people about a matter within our community. Mm -hmm. I'll use the word community because it's, it's smaller than the Shire society that we're talking about, which is part of maybe people who've came here from the free state project. So there are subsets, you know, and you and I have been in a conversation about something and those people that are involved in the conversation um, have, we don't all have the same values about everything, but we have a common goal in mind about one thing. And we have a, kind of in similar ways of wanting to deal with that particular thing. So we're a chosen voluntary community for that, for the purpose of that conversation and that thing there. Well, to me, the Shire Society now um, in a great many ways, I believe it is a community where I can um, go to any person who signed that for the most part and think that I can understand property the way they define property and vice versa. I'm confident that they are not going to molest me and my possessions and what have you and that they do not, that they do not believe that they are entitled to anything that is mine because, simply because they claim it so. Well, That's- now
0: the, the standard definition of nation has to do with territory, has to do with governments, but there is another definition of nation which just has to do, according to Wikipedia, with a community of people who share a common language, culture, ethnicity, descent, and/or history. So you could perhaps say that the Shire
1: society falls under that well, definition the Shire society of nation. Def- fits the definition of nation without territory, right? It doesn't have anything the to do same with the government. In the same way that if I were cher- uh, a Cherokee, I could claim that I was part of the Cherokee Nation if why I traveled can't, around. Why isn't
2: it a com- why it doesn't isn't have, community? It does have to why do with it government. Nations? It yeah, a nation does has... have to
1: do with government. It does have to do with government. So you're saying it
0: does, even though the definition
1: It does have to do with government because you're forswearing it. You're saying, no, this group of people doesn't have control over me. I have control over me. I am binding together with other people who believe that they control themselves. Yeah, but I and think we that... are binding together in a way Why isn't have... that a
2: community? Why isn't that a community? Like a neighborhood. Why isn't the United
1: States a community?
2: Because the United States is a government that thinks that it has power and authority over me, selected government and chosen by some mean people. Government
1: doesn't somebody who, claim, who could claim power over another. It, it generally does, govern means I Government means you have. I know, that you, rule.
0: I know that you have a de- definition of govern that you like to put out there because you don't like to use the term that you're, you know, you don't like to say you're anti-government, etc. And so that's kind of your perspective, and I get that. I but like to words
1: people, to mean something. For that's yes, most all. People,
0: government means a group of people trying to tell you how to live. It has that's meant what, that historically. That is what it means. It, historically, it, so that's what it means. It, you want to try to change what it means in the future that's fine you're welcome to, to take that they
1: have govern- governors on motorcycles
2: no, government a does not document. mean to govern to govern that would be a verb government is a noun
1: Okay. Absolutely. Well, government <laughs> Thank you. Michelle. Is a group of people <laughs> I'm so that glad govern. <laughs> so therefore, if you govern your own behavior, you are your own government. If you choose other people to help you it's in fine, governing Mark. your you life, if you want to
0: call it that, that's your business. For me, it has all kind of negative connotations. Same reason I don't call myself an anarchist or libertarian because it has all this baggage. The word government has a lot of baggage. Governments have killed a lot of people over the uh, the years. People calling themselves governments have. They are dangerous groups of folks. They hurt. They intimidate. They— they kill, and I don't want to call myself a government because I'm not a killer. I haven't and claimed that you are. A, a, in, y-
2: in the definition, yes, in the definition, there's a, a part of speech that's rather important, and that is a little preposition. So, government is the governing body, the entity of a nation, state, or community. We do not have a governing body. Within the Shire Shire community. I
1: never claimed the Shire Society was a government. I I claim that it was a nation. And I claim that you govern yourself, therefore you are your own government. I would also further claim that you uh, bind together with other people in order to govern your own behavior. In the same way, in order to get other benefits, like insurance. You have governing documents like an insurance contract you know, that says that you'll do this, this, and this, and they'll do this, this, and this if this happens. And these are simply what I'm talking about people governing themselves. And that. Right, but an it's
0: other- not a nation. Andrew, go ahead with your thoughts. I didn't say it was a nation. No, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, I just. <laughs>
2: And you were going to own him, and I, I. Where did you
1: own him? By go ahead, For God's sake! I, I just said that you could be part of the Cherokee Nation like by traveling around. Say, no, thank hey, you. I, she asked me a question, and no, I'm going to
0: answer. No, you're not. You can answer it after the break. God, Andrew, go ahead with your thoughts.
2: Oh my gosh, your face is so red, and you've got this vein that's going. <laughs> boom,
0: Andrew had to mute his, his mic because things- he's talking rudely over you. Go ahead. Okay, just to complicate things a little bit more,
6: John Taylor Gatto Gatto in his book, uh, Dumbing Us Down, talks about the difference between a community and a network, and sort of like the loose ties of a network versus, like, the strong ties of a community and the difference between those, and, I mean, Michelle used the word community, and that also sort of made me think, you know, uh, these are, words are important, as Mark said, and so we use these words in in certain ways, so... uh, I'm all just – I'm very curious, and I guess I'll just keep a lookout for all this uh, as it comes down.
0: Andrew, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the thoughts, and appreciate hearing from you. 855 free Go ahead now, Mr. Rant.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> the Shire Society is a nation that's not really a nation because we don't have a territory. So, you know, it's we're not a like nation, a, just like a nation, except for it's not a nation. Yeah. It,
2: I'm it's glad a that your face isn't so red anymore, that I, I thing I, I can't
1: deal with, you know, like just altogether stubbornness for no reason. I mean, it's obviously and clearly you're the you one that's you're the one pitching this. <laughs> you're the one who wants to
0: hang on to this term government as though it's so valuable. Now, what am I talking about? 855- governments? We're ta- you're talking about nations. One eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I don't want to have a government and I don't want to have a nation. Thank you very much. Well, somebody's got to govern somebody. Four fifty free. People you will govern control. people,
1: whether you, you like it or not. You can have
0: all the governing you want, then Mark. Go talk to your wife. Hour two's on the way next. It's free talk live.
5: In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's verbalsurgery.com. That's right, verbalsurgery.com. Get your brain in gear. Get it full speed ahead. Get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to verbalsurgery.com. Get with the program, baby you yeah.
0: free talk live we are launching into the second hour of the program you can dial in toll free bring up anything you want at 855-453 it's the SACL cai toll free line 1-855-450-3733 join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that are there for you. In fact, you can create the content on the site. Everything that you see, those numbered items on the front page, those are all put there by listeners just like you. So when you find something online that you think's interesting you want to share with the rest of our listeners, you can do that by submitting it as show prep over at Freetalklive.com and then voting on the stuff you like and voting down the stuff you don't like. Most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the site. At Free Talk Live Dot com. So, last hour I teased uh, some news, and then also Michelle's going to talk to us about etiquette here in a, in a bit. But I wanted to talk about a study that's been done that basically verifies something we've been saying on this show for a long time. And that is people like Rick Santorum, who I heard has dropped out of the presidential he race. He has. Uh, Rick Santorum, who Whew. speak out. <laughs>
1: Touch that bullet.
0: <laughs> speak out uh, against uh, things like homosexuality, are probably actually repressing their own
1: homosexual feelings. Don't know who's who, right? But uh, certainly people that uh, make the biggest deal about it are probably the most likely. It seems like it. that's that's what all the evidence points to.
2: As Shakespeare said, he just protests too much. Mm.
0: And uh, according to the New York Daily News, there's a study that's been done and published uh, to be published this month in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology suggests that homophobes develop such anti-gay attitudes after repressing their own same-sex desires
1: According- the problem with the term homophobe is that it's slippery and it can mean anybody uh, it can mean what anybody wants it to mean a homophobe is a person who is you know like really upset about the idea of people being gay By definition would be someone who's afraid of but, uh, afraid but being gay you know many people would say i'm not afraid i just don't want them around me or whatever and some people who disagree with you know their definition would say oh well you know if you don't agree with everything on the liberal gay agenda whatever that is not just the gay agenda but the liberal gay agenda um then you know you're a homophobe so
2: i would not think that my my own father was uh gay or had a a propensity to be gay or, or anything however i would definitely have called him homophobic in fact he i remember him telling me that uh we couldn't Look at a particular house because the men that lived there were queer. And I was only seven years old and I asked him what that meant. Mm -hmm. And um, he was living in Laguna Beach, California at the time. And and I was visiting him from Oregon. And and he said, um, well, that means that they like little boys. I know. Isn't that terrible? He also told me that if I ever hooked up with a black man that I'd have black and white polka dotted babies. So. <laughs> so, I mean, he's messed up. How about Arabs? <laughs> I know. That's what I said. <laughs> Milk chocolate. Um, well, so- that's
0: just it. I mean, you don't know when someone is being homophobic if they actually have these repressed feelings. But I think that this, the study here is going to suggest that they might actually. And the reason why they're so yes. afraid to be around them is because they're worried they might put a penis in their mouth or something like that or they'd be tempted to and they you you know, they're worried about you know what, what, what they're going to think or what they might do right. if they have spent too much time alone with a gay man or, or whatever.
2: Right. Well, one thing what I was going to say, though, about my dad that's interesting is I've never heard him say that another man was good looking either. Like any sort of compliment, like, oh, that guy, except for one man who he called him a stallion stud, which I thought was kind of interesting. And that was the um, Eric Dickerson, I believe, who was a a football player. And he Mm. used to run like, you know, the wind or whatever. And I thought, wow. And I remember being just a sassy 16 year old at the time thinking, my dad thinks a black guy's a stallion stud. He wants him. (laughs) So, so I mean, I, which you is know. why he
0: doesn't say things like exactly. that,
2: right? Maybe uh, so.
0: So let's get to the detail here. According to Netta Weinstein, uh, Weinstein, the study's lead author, she says individuals who identify as straight but in psychological tests so show a strong attraction to the same sex
1: may be threatened by gays and lesbians. I wonder what the psychological tests are that would show what your attraction to the opposite sex Good is. Good question. Because you would think that uh, people that would be, you know be homophobic would probably fall for the. Do you secretly like gay guys? Uh, Question, you know.
0: Yeah, and would they likely, uh, you know, if showed an inkblot test, would they be likely to say, that's a man's penis?
1: Right, <laughs> it doesn't seem likely.
0: Uh, so, she says that they may be threatened by gays and lesbians because homosexuals remind them of similar tendencies within themselves. Four experiments went into the study, each involving about 160 college students in the U.S. and Germany. Researchers measured students' implicit and explicit sexual orientations by their responses in a split-second time task, in which they were shown words and pictures on a computer screen and asked to label each as gay or straight and then gauge their reactions. Okay. They also answered questions about their upbringing and their families and filled out questionnaires to assess their homophobia. In addition to so showing...
1: pictures would be gay or straight? Words and pictures. Words
0: and pictures. All right. In addition to showing that homophobic... In addition to showing that homophobic participants were attracted to members of the same sex... Findings showed that homophobic attitudes... Tended to
1: be attracted to the members of the same sex. Get this, were
0: most common in those who had been raised by authoritarian parents. Mm. Hmm. Students who had grown up with supportive and accepting parents were more in touch with their implicit sexual orientation. Homophobic attitudes... Most common in those who had been raised by authoritarian parents. Interesting. In a predominantly heterosexual society, know thyself can be a challenge for many gay individuals, said the authors of the study, according to Science Daily. But in controlling and homophobic homes, embracing a minority sexual orientation can be terrifying. The study could also shed light on high-profile cases of anti-gay political figures caught engaging in same-sex acts, like the International Business Times reporting on uh, Ted Haggard and Glenn Murphy Jr. We mentioned Ted Haggard earlier, the uh, pastor of a huge, like a mega church, as they call it, out Evangelical in Colorado, megachurch. I believe it was, caught with uh, literally his with pants a, down. Yeah, with a a male. Uh, prostitute, and drugs as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on one hand saying drugs are bad and homosexuality is bad, and then on the other hand doing them both as often as he could possibly get away with behind his wife's back.
2: Well, isn't that how we come up with things like the pot calling the kettle black and things like that? I mean, it's, sure. it's you know, so common to to us to be judge, and us, you know, humans to be judgmental and everything. And, you know, I think that that's part of the human experience is to guard against your, maybe your more base instinct. And instead, you know, use your character and your neocortex to make different choices and different decisions. And that includes not being a judgmental you know, can I say P R I C K word? Or yes. No? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, I, judgmental I, prick
1: <laughs> what will often happen is when people repress desires that they have that they you get a perversion inside of it too mm-hmm. so you get this uh, you know what would be otherwise a small desire in some people would you know then gets perverted and weird in the process
0: right if they weren't repressing it maybe it would be more of a healthier version of uh, of that
1: I've heard studies that uh, you know that mental illness tends to diminish where people where where prostitution's legal. And you know, it just makes you makes you wonder. Hmm. 1855
0: 450 free is the toll free number here. And I think it's you know, particularly revealing that uh, those raised in authoritarian authoritarian households are more likely to show homophobic attitudes even though they're attracted to members of the same sex because they don't want to upset dad. Or mom or whoever the, the, you know, the authoritarian parents, if they're in this household, they're being told something about homosexuality by their dad or mom who've also repressed their own Mm -hmm. uh, tendencies. And so in order to avoid punishment for possibly showing some of those tendencies, the children repress them even further and then as a result uh, turn into Rick Santorum.
2: I was talking to my eldest child about this the other day, actually. She's in musical theater and there is a, you know, a large... A large percentage of her of her friends are gay. <gasps> yeah, yeah, and um, so anyway, Aziz and I were having the conversation about whether you know the nature versus nurture, and the fact is, is in the United States with the puritanical. Um, you know, ideology, the pendulum really swung to where this is one of the most perverse nations, actually. I thought yep. you
1: were going to tell, tell us why gay men want to dance and cut hair.
0: Toll free number is 855 <laughs> That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. I want to sing in I moments. This is Free Talk Live.
2: If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
0: is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want toll free at 855-453-SACL-CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We invite you there to experience the various different features that we have waiting for you and uh, the website. And its features are brought to you by some of our great advertisers like
1: SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you need some help in the areas of accounts receivable, collections, those kind of things, SACL CAI can handle it for you. Uh, Whatever your business might be, you probably didn't get into that business in order to do paperwork. SACL CAI does it for you. They do it well. They do it in a way that uh, will help you keep your customers, retain them. go to freetalklive.com. Check out their banners. The top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI.
0: All right. So we'll continue here and take your phone calls about whatever you want. We were talking about people repressing their homosexuality and that turning into uh, homophobia. And, of course, uh, Rick Santorum is a perfect example of this, where uh, Derek J, who used to normally host on Tuesday nights with us, unfortunately, is unable to due to uh, court restrictions, bail conditions. He he just can't physically be here. Uh, But uh, thank you, Michelle, for Coming yes. in and, and sitting my pleasure in.
2: to sit in for him. I love Derek J.
0: But it was Derek J. who uh you know he's got some pretty attuned gaydar. And it was he, so he claims. That is a claim. I I believe that he does. Well, um, you are just really? so
2: obstinate I don't I Just sit there and be quiet. That
1: <laughs> somebody just because they're gay necessarily has better gaydar I didn't than say it was just person.
0: because he was gay. It's I'm just saying he's, he's got good gaydar. Okay. And uh it was at the visit of the uh, Rick Santorum when he came to town yes. and we came out to sing some songs some anti-drug war songs because he's a crazy drug warrior as well as being homophobic right. uh, we came out to sing some songs to him and, and try to corner him with some video cameras and ask him if he googled himself and if you look for Santorum googled himself on YouTube you'll probably find the, that video uh, but there's a there's a point where he was coming out of the event that he was attending with an entourage, his entourage and one of them looked like a gay like Derek's gaydar went off with the, with one of the guys in his entourage, and this guy climbs in the back seat of his car, uh, like right behind where Rick would uh, would be sitting. And Derek believes that this is like his gay, uh, you know, accomplice, essentially, that he kind of travels around with this guy and does who knows what with him, you know, when his wife uh, isn't around. And I just thought, it, you know, it was really interesting because. Many have suggested that this Santorum character is one of these guys who, on one hand, says a lot of things that are very anti-gay, but on the other hand, might, in point of fact, actually be gay. I mean, look at the sweater vest.
1: (laughs) I don't know that that means anything, but I think it's interesting. No, I don't. I I mean, you know, I'm not not interested. I I think it means nothing. Um, But you know, I, I think that politicians tend to do things that will screw them, and I think it's very interesting. What is the personality type that would necessarily do this? You would think. So it would f- run around with a gay guy? Well, or uh, let's take uh, Edwards because we know what happened with him. He was uh, cheating, right? Yeah, he was cheating on his wife with cancer or whatever and um, the, just the whole story. He wasn't
2: cheating on her with cancer. She had cancer and he was cheating on her.
1: OK, you, gotcha. you know, like yeah. you didn't like where I inserted my comma in that sentence. <laughs> no, I didn't. OK, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, you you don't think you're going to get caught. You don't uh, the, or the sheriff that uh, kicked to the side his gay lover when he decided to run for mm. what was it, senator or something uh, in, in Arizona. Ian, I don't remember the that. It gets County worse,
2: shirt. though, with Santorum, because I although I did not attend that morning's event in Keene. I instead went to one, not instead, but I went, went to one later that afternoon in Dublin, mm-hmm. if you recall, where he was speaking at the Dublin school, and I managed to get in the last question, um, and I, I asked him about being a warmonger and how that reconciled with his faith in Matthew chapter 5. But in any case, the reason I was able to get that question in, even though you know I essentially had to interrupt someone in order to do it, was because... A student for the third time that day had asked him a question about gays. The first question that was posed to him after his, you know, 10, 15, 20 minute, you know, spiel or whatever, when it was a question time uh, by the audience was about gays in the military. And the second, um, then someone asked another question, one of the people that was put in the audience, you could tell that he had some plants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, another question posed by a student was regarding gays and marriage. Those two might have been interchanged, but in any case, military, marriage, and then still not satisfied another student, Anna from Mexico. Um, It was the last question, and she asked. She was not satisfied with the answers that he had given, and so she wanted him to continue. And what he had said when he was asked the second question was, I've already answered the question about gays. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> and then, of course, and I was pretty confident that he was going to say that again, which was what gave me the opening to say, how about about being a warmonger? The point is, is he was very um, adamant that gays don't have rights. Mm-hmm. So if he were, he fundamentally does not believe that they are granted Rights as uh, to marry and to do other things because
0: what God hates them. Well, or something he's like that?
2: Catholicism is really ingrained within him. So I imagine for him, if he were to come out and acknowledge that he was gay, he would be giving up the sacrament of marriage and these you know these things that he you know are core values for him. As far as gays in the military, I thought it was interesting. He said that that it is a privilege to serve in the military but it is everyone's requirement to pay.
1: (laughs) Interesting. I know,
2: right?
1: (laughs) It's a privilege to serve, but everyone's requirement to pay.
2: So he does do gay gay bashing.
1: Yeah. Oh sure, mm-hmm. sure he does. I you know they the, the gays are after him for some reason, and they they didn't come up with his uh, they didn't make up his name Santorum to mean a frothy mixture of whatever you yeah. look it up on on Google um, just Google Santorum yeah just Google Santorum and you'll find it. It was
0: they, actually Dan Savage that came up with that, who is a gay uh, columnist, yeah, a sex columnist,
1: something like that. And and you know <laughs> they Google bombed him, and they they didn't do it for no reason at all. I would suspect yeah
0: exactly. So I don't know, I think there's much else to say about that. But if you like To talk about it. Maybe you at one point were somebody who was repressing uh, your homosexuality or whatever tendencies you might have had toward that. And you were very, very anti gay and you changed how you approached it and became more open. How did that affect your life? What did that do for you? Because I, used I imagine to be, it could be very freeing.
1: I used to be anti-gay marriage um, at one point in my life. And I don't know how long it's been, but it's been some time. I, um, and I remember where I was when I heard Lionel, who was a talk show host at the time, say... Great talk show host. Yeah, yeah I like He has him. his
0: own YouTube channel now. Highly recommend it.
1: He said... Um, you know, the Declaration of Independence says, and at the time, I'm one of these Constitution worshipers out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a set of rules. You go by the rules. Um, he said that you're
2: part of the nation,
1: that, <laughs> the Declaration of Independence says life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. It sounds to me like those people are pursuing their happiness. And I don't know why the rest of us care. That's uh, what Lionel said. Yeah, it's it's I'm, it's not verbatim by yeah. any stretch, but yeah, yeah, I'm, oh, OK, and I had all the other, all the things out there. Well, marriage means marriage, so you know whatever else this is. I, I think I was one of those people that said that uh, was of the opinion. I don't remember exactly that. Uh, yeah, you know whatever they can have, whatever agreements they have, and those agreements could be whatever. But marriage means marriage. So, well,
2: if the argument is that it comes from nature, then um, some people would say, "Well, then, then how can you take two straight people and, and get?" a gay person from that and if it comes from nurture then you know there's something else and quite frankly i have yet to see uh i've been around lots of gay people and they've not contaminated me with their gayness you know as so many people seem to think is going to happen
0: toll free number here 855-450-FREE nah that's not the case 1-855-450-FREE i was fooling around as a kid more on the way you take control it's free talk live this is free talk live you bring up what you want toll-free number here 855-453 the SACL cai toll-free line 1-855-450-3733 join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site for free so enjoy those you can uh, go and take a look at the shrine of female listeners the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program shrine.freetalklive.com com will take you there and if you're a lady listener you can get details on how to become part of the shrine once again that's shrine.freetalklive.com here with you tonight it's ian michelle Uh, So coming up here in just about two months, just over two months, probably eight, nine weeks away, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is going to be happening, the 2012 edition. It's hard to believe it's already here again. Uh, It's just an an, an incredible event. It takes an entire week, although if you can't make it for the whole week – don't worry. Come up for a few days. It's worth, it's worth it because you'd be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people who understand what freedom's all about. It's put on by the Free State Project, which if you've listened to the show before, you know, is a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all focusing their efforts, moving, and then focusing their activism efforts in one geographic location, and that location is New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Uh, The Porcupine Freedom Festival is a yearly, uh, basically party in the woods uh, that they have, and there's going to be, I think, a lot more uh, itinerary this time. There's going to be a lot more, uh, as far as uh, you know, panel discussions. Did you hear what
2: there's not going to be?
0: No, I, I didn't
2: hear. Buzz's big gay dance party.
0: That's not true entirely. There is going to be a big gay dance party, but unfortunately, it's Buzz not buzzes right. Buzz can't throw it due to uh, a few financial issues, and she can't make it to Pork Fest this year, etc. So
2: Neil Connor and Dale Everett have picked it up, right?
0: From Flaming Freedom. <laughs> yeah, so it's there's they're it's, gay too, right? Very, very much so. In case you hadn't guessed that, uh, but yeah, there's going to be, it's going to be Flaming Freedom's big gay dance yes. party, as I understand it. Yes. So uh, I don't know any of the other details at this point, but uh, I can tell you that you went to the first big. Dance party,
2: uh, right? I painted the sign. I was the to- I was the pole dancer. I Hello? unfortunately
0: slept through it. Uh, but yeah. this last one I went to, and you weren't at this last I one. Was it was huge. It was incredibly fun, and uh, so looking forward to seeing how uh, Dale and Neil will will kind of continue their tradition tr- tradition and take it in their own special direction.
2: I'm supposed to be on a panel there, really talking about at the, at the
0: gay dance party or at no no at, no, Porkfest? at Porkfest. Oh, Okay,
2: talking about. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Etiquette. Oh,
0: great. Well, and we're going to talk more about that in a moment. But there's a lot of different panels that are yes. going to be happening, and musical acts. There's going to be a lot of bands. Rebel uh, Inc. You've got the T-shirt on uh, I do. To, tonight, and uh, and our very own JJ from Thursday nights is putting all the bands together. So there's going to be a lot of entertainment. There's going to be partying. There's going to be a family zone with all kinds of family activities uh, going on. So whether you're you know whether you you're a couple or a family or a single, this is a great event.
2: Something for everybody to there. attend.
0: It's it's an absolute blast. So go to porkfest.com. P o r c f e s t dot com. Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live. I believe there's actually talks about maybe having an extra night of Free Talk Live from up there right now. We were. We're going to do the whole week as we did uh, last well, year. But... Free Talk
1: Live is nightly, seven days a week, from right. 10, seven p.m. to ten p.m. Eastern Time. And how does one move from one place to another, and uh, you know, get it all set up in that amount of time? And Stephanie, uh, my Sunday night co-host, she's got to be there setting up for free aid, which is, free aid, which is a uh, you know, basically a, a agorist and uh, service. ambulance service. Mm-hmm. There at the, the the site, so they they've got to be prepared, set up. And so you guys go. are talking
0: about going up on, because it starts officially on Monday. Uh, the Por- Porcupine Freedom Festival starts on Monday, June eighteenth. It goes through Sunday, the twenty fourth. Uh, but you guys are talking about maybe going up on Sunday. Yeah, I'm the not 17th. clear as to
1: at the po- at this point as to what we're what's going to happen.
0: There's the, there is that possibility, but either way, Free Talk Live is going to be live for every night of the official. Porcupine Freedom Festival event as we were last year. There's a karaoke event that goes on. There's the open mic thing that they they do. I mean, it's just there's so much that happens. P o r c f e s t dot com. And Michelle, you are coming this year, so that's exciting. Yes. Glad to finally have you uh, come out because you couldn't make it last year, unfortunately. five four fifty-free is our phone number here tonight. You're welcome to bring up what you want, and you wanted to talk about etiquette tonight, Michelle. I did so at the request
2: tell. of. Uh, Derek J. actually. Okay. I put a question out there. Is there anything people are interested in hearing? And he's so sweet. He's like, yeah, let's talk about etiquette, Michelle.
0: Great. So what about it? Because there's a lot of different types of well, etiquette. If
2: you Right. If you recall, you know, since we're talking about definitions and things, a year ago or so, we went and saw Sucker Punch.
0: Oh, of course, None I of that? recall that. Yeah. Yes,
2: uh, and there were about ten of us, I think. Um, and afterwards, we all went out to lunch, mm-hmm. and we actually talked about etiquette at lunch. I don't know if you recall, but
0: I remember we went to Indian food, but I don't recall yes. uh, the conversation.
2: Yeah, so we did. We talked about etiquette and manners, and, and what I um, you we were in disagreement about its importance and relativist uh, relativism. Well, I think Relev- it depends yes. on what we're talking about. I right. think
0: there's some etiquette that's just silly. Like I like my fork on the right. Because yes. I'm right-handed, right? <laughs> Why don't I want the fork on the right?
2: Yeah, see, I see. I don't happen to think of that as etiquette, actually.
0: Okay, what do you call that?
2: Um, uh, well, I, I, you said that there are lots of different uh, uh, uses of the word etiquette, mm-hmm. and so some people I think would would use that for um, uh, inter, uh. To describe what it is we're talking about, but Do you what, think it's
1: inappropriate to ask a, uh, to uh, tell a bride uh, congratulations
2: as opposed uh, to best wishes? As opposed to best wishes, I nobody say best knows wishes. this. I mean, when they go on <laughs> Facebook,
1: I, I mean, you see, congrats, 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 congratulations. Uh, you know, best w- Nobody says best wishes at all,
2: except me. <laughs> and me. interesting.
0: I never heard that before. Yeah. yeah,
2: I happen to know a lot about decorum and thing or etiquette. In that, if you use that as opposed to just you know, in terms of decorum and things, but um. My grandmother was kind of a, a stickler for manners, mm. and I would mm-hmm. use the word manners as opposed to etiquette. to dis- For table dis- settings, you mean? Yes, okay. exactly, to distinguish for the purpose of this conversation, and so she was very formal. She, uh, she was English, and she just, you know, had everything in its place, and a place for everything, kind of. And um, I had a friend who, who was from Hawaii, and he was Korean, and he drank soup by, without a spoon. He just lifted it up and drank from the bowl. Um, so, so he was at the house and we were sitting in the dining room and where we ate every meal and, and, um, he did that and there was like a, it was like a consomme in between two different meal, two different, um, uh, uh, appetizers and, and salads and, and our main course. And anyway, so he picked it up and he was thinking, and. I, my throat dropped into my stomach in a way I was scared to death because, if, you know, if I did that when I was a kid, I would have been sent to the kitty table or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> but my grandmother, without even skipping a beat, picked up her bowl and started drinking from the bowl. Oh, wow. That must have been a surprise. And I huh? was like, <gasps> and I said nothing. But then afterwards, you know, I was talking to her and, and I said, Grandma, I was so, I'm so sorry, you know, Danny. And she's like, oh, no, not at all. And I said, well, wait a second here. Why did you not correct him? (laughs) Why
1: why does that guy get a pass?
2: (laughs) Exactly. And she told me, she said, "Um, honey, um, etiquette is for the purpose of making other people around you feel comfortable. Hmm. That's the real point of etiquette. Makes sense. Right, and so had she. schooled I've never him, heard
0: that. That's I love that. That yeah. sounds great. But had she
2: schooled him and said, "You're supposed to use your right. soup spoon, blah blah blah, and drink from the outside of the bowl, tipping the bowl away from right. you, using your thumb oh, and index finger." The
1: outside of the bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, this is. I can't tell you how many times I had that conversation with my grandmother. You're supposed to take a soup spoon and scoop out. You
2: don't out. scoop.
1: Well, fine. Uh, <laughs> ladle? Do de- you ladle th- that way? I mean, you scoop soup, but whatever. <laughs> and, and why? 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 I guess someone decided it has someone something, to do. It has some something to do with the drip coming from one way or the other. It makes the, dri- the drip. All right, if you pick up the further. bowl and
0: drink from it, you're not going to drip anything. It's going to yeah. be a much cleaner uh, way to. Dri- and
1: besides, after yeah, you're, you're going to get more soup from my grandmother. I can tell you once, that
0: once you get down to the bottom of a bowl, even if you're using a spoon, it, I mean, you can't spoon the whole thing out. So picking up and drinking from it, I don't see what's wrong with that. I'm with but you. That's that's how etiquette was always presented to me. Was that these are the rules and you have to follow them. It wasn't like you know do this because it makes people comfortable. Right. It was just arbitrary rules. Ms. Right. Manners or whoever she right. is,
2: Emily Post. Well, you know, so so some interesting things about etiquette have to do with. Uh, spreading the message of liberty, how it's delivered, and libertarianism. Etiquette and liberty. Well, yes. I would
0: like to hear you tell me more about that here in a moment. Uh, more with Michelle about etiquette and your thoughts as well at 855-450-FREE. And maybe you can tell us some of the more absurd, because uh, there's certainly no shortage of them, absurd examples of so-called etiquette or perhaps manners. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 855-453 that is again the SACL cai toll free line 1-855-450-3733. one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 3733 Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you would like to help support Free Talk Live, you can support us by becoming a free talk live amplifier go to amp.freetalklive.com amp stands for advertise market and promote and the idea is simple uh, that you can support us by sending in three bucks a month with any major credit card through paypal or you can use visa or mastercard right through our website and you get perks like access to the amp only call in lines the amp only forum podcast which uh, doesn't have the regular recorded podcast ads So there's some perks involved, and you'll help us uh, market the show and spread on to uh, more new radio stations. Announced a new station today uh, that is coming on board for Saturdays, so we'll talk more about them on Saturday nights. Uh, But uh, once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up and get access to all the perks. Uh, So all the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Michelle uh, is with us. She's talking about etiquette and why it's important. And I thought it was interesting what you said before, that the reason for etiquette is to make others feel comfortable. Not to have some arbitrary set of rules right. that uh, is forced upon everyone, and I thought that was an interesting perspective. It's one that I've never heard before. It, I mean, etiquette. You was heard always, it a
2: year ago, when we were at, at lunch. Uh, I don't remember it.
0: So, uh, so th- when I, when I was being brought up, it was just this arbitrary. It just seemed like an arbitrary set of rules that somebody at some point in the past decided was the way things ought to be, and that everybody must be forced to abide by it. Otherwise, they'll be considered to be a slob or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you gave a great example of how when you were younger, you were at a a table with uh, some visiting people from another – Place and uh, another nation. Yeah, foreigners. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys was drinking Terrorists, from his bowl. As we call him right. And your grandmother picked up her bowl and she started drinking from it, and surprised you. And that's when she explained. Heck out of me. That's when she explained to you what the reason for etiquette was. Yeah. So she didn't want to make her guests uncomfortable. So she right. did as did do when in Rome or whatever. Did when in do Rome you know do the Romans.
2: That is how the fork ended up on the left.
0: Because of Rome?
2: No, because um the there was a visiting dignitary. And she was left-handed. And, really? Yes, really. And Red Book Magazine or McCall's, I can't remember which one it was, it was either Red Book or McCall's, did a photo of the the White House um, dinner table, and it happened to be that the fork was on the left-hand side. For because this. of
1: that instance?
2: Yes. I Ludicrous. how Isn't the White funny? House
1: sets yeah. etiquette, how uh, you know, women will look at the dressing of the First Lady, and people care. Yeah, I mean, you know, they obviously shouldn't dress in a slovenly fashion. But
0: I'm surprised that the White House was the originator of that. I mean, I th- I figured etiquette went on before that. I thought these rules came before. You know the White House. Well, there
2: are different, but there are different rules in different, you yeah, know, communities and yeah. things. So and the fork the idea used of, to be on the
0: right before that. Yes, saying?
2: and the idea with the forks is how you have your your fish fork, your appetizer fork, your salad fork, your dinner fork. Your you know that all That drives those.
0: me crazy. Oh,
2: I love it. You just start at <laughs> the, just start <laughs> the outside. You start at the outside and work your way in. Yeah. <laughs>
0: One fork's enough, thanks. We don't need to go crazy with the no, dishes here. Then
2: you get th- well, but see, if you're having that kind of table setting, yeah. you're not doing your own dishes. Right. You know, so, gotcha. you know, whatever. But, um, okay, so so to the etiquette thing. Etiquette. I don't in, think in, I want
1: the same fork for my cheesecake as I had for my, uh, you know,
2: When uh, you came to my stroganoff. house, you did not eat, use the same fork for your pumpkin ginger cheesecake as no. you did for your...
1: Ging- generally, you would not do that.
2: <laughs> In any case, that's not I'm not really talking about table manners and mm-hmm. things. I'm talking more about um uh how you market and package your message. And um I I've been in these these conversations lately on Facebook with some people within the libertarian community and we're trying to like fine tune things, you know? And and um this one guy Josh um said something to the effect of he can say whatever he wants, however he wants to, because he's free. You can. <laughs> right. So all things Should are... You? Exactly. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Mm-hmm. And so to me, um, the idea of etiquette and liberty is how you are packaging the message that you're presenting to other people. And sometimes it's... Oftentimes, actually, it's... Um, best done if you consider your audience and the people with whom you're associating. Now, something that I did um, recently in the last few days was I posted a message that by my son and I uh, took some literary license and I ascribed to him him a phrase which was not true. And then I immediately, you know, said, oh, I don't think that was him that said, I think it was maybe me. And I was definitely being provocative. I was not meaning to offend anyone at all. I was being sassy. And mm-hmm. for those that know sass, lass, I'm sassy. Mm-hmm. So, But I wasn't meaning to hurt anyone's feelings. And there were like 115 um, comments and things. And Jason Talley, who is a friend of mine, and you guys, he sits in. I don't know which night he's here. but
0: I, On occasion to fill in, tally. yeah. TV is his website.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I've known Jason longer than I've known anyone here in the community. And, and it's been about three years, I think, now. But um, in any case, he was offended by the phrase I used. Mm-hmm. And he thought that it was beneath me, beneath my son. And I had a few exchanges with him clarifying, well, you know, something. But I ended up taking down the post, not because I had to. There were some really good things on there, you know, and and, and interesting um, comments and things. But because me exercising the liberty of saying um, – You know, not to see, but the one that starts with the P. Um, Gotcha. (laughs) So, you know, and and calling people that or whatever. My freedom and liberty to do that, in my estimation, is not worth um, hurting my friend's feelings or offending him and making it, you know, difficult for us to continue forth with dialogue. Hmm. So better to just exercise self-government. And retract that and, and restrain some of my liberties so that I can make the person who I care about to feel more comfortable.
0: Well, I tend to I tend to think that that's usually a good approach, but I, I think in some cases uh, you've got to stand firm with your principles, right? So, like uh, you you mentioned, Derek J brought up etiquette as mm-hmm. an example here, and uh, one of the, the forms of activism that Derek J and I have involved have, have involved ourselves in that is not particularly popular amongst uh, the activist community is uh, school outreach. And at a recent school outreach event a couple months back, there was a, a crossing guard. That Derek J was videotaping, have you seen this video?
2: nope okay. I was in Florida and- if you
0: go and search Free Keen for crossing guard it 'll come right. up, and uh, he I've was, heard a lot about it right He was shooting right so he was shooting video of uh, B roll and just kind of recording things uh, as he was doing his preparing to do some school outreach after school at the local middle school when the elderly crossing guard shouted at him uh, <laughs> upon noticing that she was being video recorded and then proceeded to approach him. And attack him physically. Swatted him with her uh, stop sign, right?
1: Uh, she she
0: actually kind of touched him with the stop sign, and then hit his camera with her with her hand. Uh, and by
1: hit, do you mean sort of tapped out of the way, or yeah, yeah?
0: Okay. I mean, she didn't break the camera, but she, assault- she assaulted him uh, is what she did. It's a legal term, and uh, you know, and he and he kept rolling on it, and kept you know, sh- and then he published the video. And so different people were upset by different things. Some people were upset by the fact that he was recording her in the first place. I think
1: everybody's some, pretty much up upset about her age.
0: Some people were upset, right. They thought that she should be exempted from being recorded because she's old. Some people thought that uh, it was okay to record her, but that there should have been more context put in the video. And some people thought that it was okay to record her, but the video shouldn't have been released at all. So, I mean, there was various different uh, opinions about what to do. And, and some of these opinions were coming from people, not just anonymous you know, trolls on the Internet... But but people that you know, Derek or myself, would have would respect their opinion. But at some point, you've got to draw a line, don't you? I mean, if, if you if you firmly believe in what you're doing, even if the people that you like disagree with it, you shouldn't always just change what you do because somebody doesn't like it, right?
2: Well, I think that that when there are things issues of um, aggression and violence, that those areas are black and white. You know, theft is black and white. Um, uh, Murder is black and white. Um, Lying is black and white. Stealing is black and white. There's a whole bunch beyond that, though, that we just kind of move around and bump against each other. And to me, that grace or that etiquette is what allows for the bumping without chafing.
0: Hold that thought. Let's go to Glenn. He's got a question, I think, about this uh, in Danbury, Connecticut. Glenn, you're on with Michelle.
7: Hey how you doing uh, uh, Ian Michelle Mark
0: hey Glenn go ahead with your thoughts.
7: Um, yeah so um, so I really liked how Michelle put the purpose of etiquette as to make other people feel comfortable and so I, I guess my question is um, how do you tell somebody uh, if they have bad etiquette and they make you feel uncomfortable?
0: Hang on. We'll come back with that here in a moment. Uh, good question. And Michelle will uh, do her best to address it here. Coming up in our number three. Dr. Our,
8: Michelle. Our number
0: <laughs> is 855-453-1855-450-3733. You take control. Free talk live.
8: I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. Pork Fest, What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year, it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire.
5: Okay, I like camping, and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight.
8: Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom.
7: Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me.
8: Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see?
1: Looks like a blast. Okay,
8: I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest.
0: Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, inviting you to take control of the airwaves at 855 450 free. It's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 450 3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can interact in various different ways on the site, and one of them is by actually controlling the content of the site itself. So in order to do that, you can submit different items to the website. Could be a news item, could be a blog post, could be a YouTube video, whatever you think is interesting or fun or useful, you submit it to the site. Other listeners will vote, and the most voted will make the most voted up, makes it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So head over there and get interactive. Uh, It's all free, freetalklive.com. Last hour, for those of you just tuning in, we were talking about etiquette uh, with Michelle, and uh, this is something that you wanted to talk about. So So there's a discussion on the table about what it really is. Is it just this arbitrary set of rules, like you know, mismanners, or is there something more to it? And you're pointing out there's something more to it, and that is that the idea behind etiquette is to make other people feel comfortable, not to force other people to adopt your set of arbitrary standards for how to eat a meal or whatever, but to uh, to uh, you know to change how you behave based on what other people uh, their comfort levels are. Is that right?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's my desire to make other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't do this perfectly, and you know, sometimes I can make people feel really bad and and um and you know, as a a, a daughter or a girl in a family where there were some brutish guys, I kind of learned how to use my behavior and and the things I say to get power, you know, in a in a family where uh It was, you know, physical, you know, so if I wanted to, my brothers hit me or something, I could like say something to them or do something to them that, you know, to, you know, retaliate or whatever. And, and I think that that's kind of, you know, it's kind of common, I think, to human beings to, you know, do that to each other and, and instinctual maybe. And so we get to rise above the, you know, the nature uh, with, with the choices we make. And, you know, I guess I I may, might've misrepresented what uh Jason Talley had, you know, said based upon you know in the in the last segment and what he had been um critical of and and um and just there, you know, he, he came over to the studio during the break and, and clarified something and um, you know, communication, it's so important that we use words and we clarify our, our meanings and um even if we define words the same just the fact that I'm a woman and you're a man or there is I'm from the West Coast and you're from the East Coast or or whatever. There's so many things that make communication difficult. difficult. Yeah. yeah, so I think having some grace and extending people the courtesy of making them feel comfortable is a nice thing.
0: So Glenn had the question, and he's still with us listening in Connecticut. Glenn's question, and, and please uh, correct me if I misread, uh, recapping this glenn was essentially you've got a situation in which uh, somebody needs to you want to communicate to them that their etiquette is uh, is not appropriate and you're asking how one could go about doing that is there something specific uh that to which you're referring like a
1: specific situation
7: yeah like for example my my family has uh awful awful table manners
1: the whole family how would you How how, how do you know if you if you were raised there
7: yeah, well, when I was younger, I don't think I was even conscious of it, but it's, it's not my entire family, but certain members of my family have just really—they they do a lot of things at the table that uh, just gross me out, and it makes it to the point where I don't even want to be uh, there eating with them.
2: Like, give me an example. Um,
7: uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll start soft. Uh, something like a minor uh, thing would be uh, if. Say like, uh, I a mean, they don't me pass the, the salt
2: with the pepper when someone asks for it. I mean, or no, it's, no, it's more. It's more
7: of a. I think it's more of a, a germy thing. Like for example, somebody like needed to move my glass the other day, and so they. This was at an Easter kind of dinner, so they, they reached and moved my glass bite at <laughs> the rim of the glass where you drink from.
8: Oh, I would. And, I'm sure. So, did
1: they hold on b- before you go on? Did they uh, grab the glass to the inside and the outside with like a thumb and a forefinger, or did they use like all five, uh, all, all four fingers and, and their thumb to sort of pick up around the edge of the outside r- of the rim?
7: Exactly, around the edge of the outside rim, okay. with, uh, by cupping it, with all it'd
1: thumbs. be worse if they grabbed it with a thumb and a forefinger on the inside and the outside and kind of slosh their thumb around in your uh, in your cup, right? Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs>
0: So now this is an interesting question because Michelle's definition of etiquette was that it's something that you do to make other people comfortable. So if it's not your dinner table, is it any of your business to be telling people how they should be behaving at their own dinner table?
7: No, well, I, I wouldn't do that because that would make I, – I would feel uncomfortable making them feel uncomfortable. I'm just like the type of person to say, okay, I'm not going to drink from that glass right now. But like it's really it's it's very annoying. It's to the point of grossing me out because it's not that's just like one simple little incident. Well, I, I guess mean, I, it, go I, on.
2: I guess that you know, would if if it's in regard to your particular table setting and everything, what you could do is you could offer to set the table the next time. You could offer to clear the dishes. You could do things so that you can avoid having the inside of your glass, you know, what have you. But but I guess to your original question, if if someone is doing something that offends you, how can you? Um how can you address that or correct them? I'm not, is, is, I'm not really
7: talking about offense. I'm talking about real gross out here. I'm talking like somebody uh eats from the from from the plate of where the common food is served and like you know eats and puts their fork into oh, it. Oh yeah, make pork. it funny stuff dude, like, dude. Stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I would make it funny. and Say something like, "Dude, that is so, you know, and you could even say, "Dude, that is so gross." And and Maybe use hyperbole even, you know, just make it so ridiculous. That... You want me to move that a little closer for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would you like a shovel? <laughs> I could just put some gravy on it right here right. if you want. I mean, but, you know, I mean, and laugh at it too. Or, or you know, maybe if it were a younger person or someone who's a little bit more you know, fragile. Usually,
7: that's, the, that's the thing. It's usually an elder. It's usually somebody older, so I don't really feel comfortable I guess, I'm not really quick with hyperbole like that, and I know it works yeah. well. These people have done it to me. But it's usually we're talking about well, elders here. So it's just like, I don't know, it's not easy to, like, have come off in a lighthearted way and tease them about it because they're just like, well, what is this young person teasing me about for this for? Like, how the nerve of them or something like that, you know? The
1: only way that I can think of is using the hyperbole would be like saying, oh, I guess I'm not drinking out of that glass anymore. And, you know, and those kind of things. It's just letting... I, I honestly i 've been let know in the past when you 've ma- when i 've made etiquette mistakes i and people have said things like that, and it helps me. I know in the future i won 't be doing that yeah I and guess When you talk about people 's food they 're picky
2: um, uh, so my other grandparents I learned a lot from my grandparents actually my grandfather uh, used to play a lot of cards, he was a bridge player and played poker and he played with the same group of guys um, once a week and one man would go to the bathroom and he would never wash his hands afterwards. And it just, you know, made my grandfather ill cause he'd come back and he would touch the cards and they were all touching cards. And then you'd get up and you'd eat something you'd have, you know, you'd raise, drink your, use your glass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this person had clearly not washed their hands. So one time my grandfather went to the bathroom and he came back and he wetted his hands with water before. And he, Just rubbed him all over his friend's face and said, oh, there wasn't any toilet paper. (laughs) I mean, it was Uh. awful. It was awful. And it shocked the guy. And and he was like, oh, my gosh, that's so gross. And all the guys at the poker table said, that's exactly what we think when we see you leave the toilet, the John, without washing your hands, dude. And so they were yeah. able to, all, they all confronted him at the same time. But they did it little in a way that was like, they had an intervention that, you know, came out of a funny little thing. Which you can do that sort of thing with, when you have an intimate group and you know each other well. But yeah, I agree rough. that it is difficult if it's family that you're only seeing once a year or something. In which case I just say, let it go. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that makes sense. They'll just let it go. What are you going to do, right? I mean, you can not drink out of the glass, or, you know, you can just uh, go up and get your own glass, right? If you don't want someone to pass the glass to you, you can just stand up and then be break etiquette yourself by reaching across the table or just, you know, whatever. They, they obviously don't care, so you know, get okay, your own one, stuff. One
7: more question, then. This has to do with the etiquette. What about personal space issues? I find that even outside the family, a lot of times you can be around people who, like— just get in your personal space and, and what's the what do you feel step the best way step closer to them
2: step closer and step closer to them and then they step away and make eye contact and they go oh oops
0: glenn thanks for the call tonight <laughs> appreciate okay, hearing from you. you good luck with the, the family dinners <laughs> 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line you can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want talk about etiquette whatever's on your mind it's free talk live We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us. On our website at freetalklive.com, we give you the features on the site. You can enjoy those, including news updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook. Those options are available to you, and
1: they are all free, of course, news.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world, no fees, without needing permission from any bank or government agency or whatever. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. You've gotta find out about bitcoins. They're gonna change they're changing the the internet as we know it. We use coins.org and now thanks to BitInstant.com, dot com, you could have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. dot com. It's BitInstant.com. dot com.
0: All right, we continue. We will take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Nick is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Michelle and Mark. Hello, Nick.
5: Hi. Uh, Lately, I've been wondering whether or not it's consistent for liberty-minded people to advocate certain, if any, policy positions other than complete structural changes. Uh, The example that I came up with is seatbelt laws. It's all well and good to advocate that the government relinquish its monopoly on the administration of roads. But other than that, I'm not sure it's right to advocate, for example, that people be allowed to go without seatbelts. Because as long as the government holds that monopoly, everyone has to follow the same rules. And that means that people who don't want to share the road with non-seatbelt wearers have to, whether they like it or not.
1: Yeah, this is the um, the the sort of the, tragedy of the, the commons. Yeah, one of these things. Uh, for instance, uh, when it comes to schools, people will some people will say, "Well, you shouldn't advocate for vouchers because it's really not even uh, it's not a step towards it's not a big enough step towards liberty, and you really need the whole thing or nothing." And uh, you know, I've I've heard these, and there is a microscopic chance that you could uh, be thrown from your seat and not be able to control your car and um, and as good of a fashion because you don't have a seatbelt on um, you know, every time you drive. So there's that, there's that chance. And somebody may say, well, I don't want to drive on a road with people who don't have seatbelts on because they're not as safe of a driver. And it's true. They would be a marginally safer driver if they wore a seatbelt. Wait a minute. My wh- concern
5: is generally the human projectile problem. It, you know, it, if two people get in a head-on collision and one of them is not wearing their seatbelt, he's going to fly You want to be able to person.
2: crash into someone and not have their bodies <laughs> come flying through your windshield. But hold on. Don't
0: the the <laughs> studies show that when people have safety mechanisms on the road that they drive less safe? Wouldn't it be true that someone driving without a seatbelt may it's be a driving better? a choice that a person
1: may make.
5: Well, now, isn't that a statist way of thinking, oh, our position is right because we've got all the studies behind it?
0: Well, no, I'm not saying my position is right or wrong. I don't care whether you wear a seatbelt or not. So I really don't – I really guess I don't understand your question.
5: Well, the problem is that uh, if we advocate, you know, against seatbelt laws, uh, the fact is that people who want to only share roads with other seatbelt wearers have no choice but to share the roads with people who might not be wearing their seatbelts. And so they have to take on that risk that uh that they might get into an ask i don't want to share the the roads with with elderly
0: drivers who can't drive uh but that's none of my business and that's why i'm saying i don't want to
2: share the road with (laughs) anyone because i want to be able to use the whole thing so i can go (laughs) sideways around the corners it's awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) right And,
5: and that's and those are all good arguments for why we should have all private roads but but we don't have that. And so I think that
1: we run into a problem
5: roads. where no particular administrative uh, – no particular policy position is the correct one other than we should have private roads.
1: His statement is, in the absence of a free market, <laughs> should we be advocating for limited steps in, um, towards freedom when other people who do not want those freedoms perhaps may not like them?
0: Well, I always advocate for total freedom in every single area. But fact is, here in New Hampshire, every now and then, there's some control freaks that want to pass a seatbelt law. And in that case, what's wrong with opposing those people? I mean, it, luckily, I guess here in New Hampshire, we don't have to advocate to get rid of seatbelt laws because we don't already have them. Uh, I guess they have them for kids under or, you know, teens and young people, I guess, under a certain age. But uh, for the most part, for adults, there's, there's no seatbelt law. I mean, would you say, Nick, that we shouldn't be opposing the imposition of those laws?
5: Oh, I don't have an answer in particular. I just wanted to uh, bring up the question and entertain the idea.
2: So you like that whole fine-tuning, you know, we're all the way down at one end of the spectrum in terms of the conversation
1: (laughs) right now. You know, I mean, it's a valid statement. Uh, Look, I believe that I should have the freedom to decide whether or not I wear a a seatbelt on a road that I paid for. Well, other people say to themselves, "I believe I have the right to dictate whether or not people put seatbelts on on a road that I'm going to get on, and my safety's in, um, you know, in danger because of it." So these are both valid points in a situation where people are forced to pay for the same road because you have everybody forced to pay for the same road and people don't opt in for the particular road that they want. uh, You know, I mean, it's like it's like having that can of tuna fish where you don't get to say how it's been fished for. Oh, this isn't the dolphin free tuna. Why should I have to pay for it?
5: It's, Mark, thank you for articulating for me.
0: Great. I, maybe I just don't see what the relevance of all this is. I mean, everybody's got their pet issues. Everybody has things that are important to them. So Michelle's working on you know, some freedom to travel issues. I think the war on drugs is really important. I've done freedom to travel. I'll support Michelle on her issues, and she'll probably support me on my issues. Um, I, I've never really had anybody approach me and say, hey, you shouldn't talk about that because it's not big picture enough. I think that you know everybody should focus on whatever it is that they think is important, and let's not concern ourselves with those details.
5: Well, uh, the reason I bring this up is because of a conversation I had uh, recently with my father, where uh, it was actually in the context of single-payer health care. And the thing is, I can see the case where maybe I would want to live on a plot of land owned by uh, a corporation called the government of Massachusetts, maybe not in Massachusetts, but a private corporation called that, which acts like a government, except that instead of using force, it just uses, you know, it follows it follows libertarian property rights principles. And one of the things is, if you want to live on that land, you've got to pay the rent, and the rent goes towards health care for everyone who's on that land. You know, that's a single-payer system reenacted in a private fashion. So there is nothing unlibertarian about single payer health care, and that means there's nothing unlibertarian about most particular policy positions. It's the structure that's the problem, well, not the, the force. particulars.
0: It's the force that's the problem, right? I mean, the liberty-minded yes. people believe in uh, eliminating force from human relationships, or so the, people who, the aggressive force. So
1: people who don't want to ride on roads where people don't wear seatbelts should not be forced to pay for those roads. Sure. Yes. So why would you advocate for, in, a, in an instance where they are forced to uh, pay for those roads, why would you advocate that they be forced to, pay, uh, to, to ride on well, roads they do Well, this is the same
0: re- argument that those people will make to say that uh, we would be forcing our liberty system upon them just in general, if we were to get our own, not just to look at the little issues that we're talking about here. But I don't think it does. This, it's the same argument saying that, well, if you guys have your way, you're forcing your freedom onto me, and I want to be oppressed. That's the, it's the same viewpoint. And, I, well, I sorry, everyone you can have your right oppression. Smoke pot.
2: Everyone should have to smoke pot to drive a car because they've now found that their marijuana uh, users are safer drivers.
0: If you want to have oppressors, that's fine. And if Nick wants to stick with us here, we can continue the conversation. 855-450-FREE. I think it's absurd to suggest that we're forcing freedom on people. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. freetalklive.com. We've got news updates, as was mentioned before. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners. We've got the mobile site, the webcam. You can watch, you can listen and interact. With other Free Talk Live listeners at cam.freetalklive.com. That's all completely free,
1: as is the rest of the website, cam.freetalklive.com. You can join more than a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust or register a trademark or any of the, uh, you know, sort of – day-to-day kind of legal documents that one needs you know i hear i hear now you've got to have some kind of document uh, outlining what will be done with you if you end up on life support i believe that's called a living will you can get all these things at legalzoom.com and it's it's easy i went and did my will over there legalzoom.com use coupon code ftl to save ten dollars off your order it's legalzoom.com
0: So we've got Nick on the line in Illinois, and we're going to bring him back on here. And let me make sure – because, Mark, you seem to really have a grasp on what it is he's saying. Let me recap uh, basically my understanding of what he said before and tell me if I've uh, got it uh, straight or not. So he's saying that uh, take some little change to a law like, say, seatbelt laws, for instance. Should liberty-minded people be advocating for a change in a seatbelt law to, say – make it so it's not illegal to wear a seatbelt as it is in 49 of the 50 states. We don't have to deal with that one in New Hampshire because it's not. Uh, illegal to wear a seatbelt, but in in any other place to be advocating to change that particular law.
2: It's not illegal to not wear a seatbelt.
0: Did I say that? Did I say that wrong? Yeah. It is illegal to wear a seatbelt to not wear a seatbelt in other right. places. Uh, so the idea would be to to change that. Nick is saying, should we be advocating for for little changes like mm-hmm. that when some people could be offended by that and say that? Well, I want to be on a road well, where it's not offended.
1: It's against their rights. The right is to be able to choose a road in the same way that you should be able to choose a, choose to ride on a road where you're free to ride around without a seatbelt if you wish because that's what freedom is. They have the right to be able to choose a road where they do where everybody has is to. Is it wear also, a also their
0: right to choose a road where there's no one with a red car? The on you have the right to yes, drive on is. your
2: own road. That's it. You don't have a, a right to drive on anyone. You do All have you
1: have a right to choose whether or not to ride on a road that has no red cars on it because that's your right as a consumer. I will not pay for a road that has red cars on it. Mm-hmm. I refuse. Mm-hmm. So if that means you do not ride on roads because they will not, none of the road owners will outlaw red cars. That again is it's your, your choice. right. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is should you be, you know, what, what, what's the issue here um, as far as should we be forcing people who want to you know, force others to do certain things that they think they're a better way to go about things. And I think wearing a seatbelt's a better idea than not wearing a seatbelt. But should you be forcing those people not to ride in a road? And I would say uh, that you should because they're working within a paradigm. They're willingly working within a paradigm where – uh, you know, the, the monopolistic paradigm that is the, the state. So if they're willing to operate within that system, I will stand up for their right to choose a private road that has people with has no red cars or you know people are forced to wear seatbelts or whatever. I stand up for their right for that. However, since we have a monopolistic system and they seem by and large happy with that monopolistic system, then I'm going to try to show within that monopolistic system that freedom works in Many, many different ways, and you can show people: look, this works, and then therefore, you know, that's it's an opportunity to show people.
0: Nick is uh, back with us. Uh, Nick, your thoughts?
5: Mark did a pretty good job describing it, but I'd like to elaborate. Um, you said before the break that it sounds a lot like the argument that uh, statists use when they say, "Well, you're trying to force your liberty on me." I think what that is is. Uh, they don't have the vision. They have sort of a failure of imagination on their part because people who are statists naturally think that if you, if you want to abolish the government, that means you want to abolish all of the things that the government does. Mm-hmm. and and As I, opposed
2: to allow for an open market where there could be right. competing sources for that and there isn't a monopoly on the force,
5: which right. is what Ian and, said in the first place. Right. And uh, I try to spread the message of liberty by explaining to people that, uh, you know, even if you can't imagine any other way for it to work than just sort of roughly how it works now, even how it works now can be replicated in a libertarian system. I mean, the, the the typical response to people who say you're trying to force your liberty upon me is, well, no, we're not. You know, if you're a communist, you can go buy a plot of land where everyone is communist, and you live in the communistic way. You can do
0: that. Right. Or if you want to be told what to do, you can find someone who will tell you what to do. Go ahead and hire a dominatrix or hire whoever it is that's going to uh, make you feel nice and uh, controlled. So, right.
2: Exactly. But as long as I can opt out and say no or opt in to your thing, then my freedom's intact.
5: And in the current system... Nobody can opt out of the roads, and the roads in a given state or whatever all have to have the same laws. There's no freedom of choice there. So should we be advocating? I don't think we should be advocating any particular, uh, any particular way that those roads should be administrated. Because the real source of the problem is that the government has a monopoly
0: on it. Well, I disagree with you completely because uh, I'm going to advocate any increases of freedom that I possibly can to take your argument would say that we should we should shut our mouths about uh, medical marijuana and we should shut up about decriminalization because if we can't have full on drug decriminalization, then we sh- you know, then, then, then we shouldn't be talking about that, and I think that we absolutely need to talk about freedom in whatever as many areas as we possibly can, and because otherwise people. you
1: won't be able to show that freedom works yeah I mean if if there were no states that chose to force medical marijuana upon their uh, constituents because a certain percentage of their population doesn't like the idea that people would use marijuana for medical purposes. If there were no states to show that, then you wouldn't be able to because if there wasn't a 12th state there's nothing to say that the 13th and 14th states would have come along. Many of the states Mm -hmm. likely at this point are coming along because other states have been willing because California was willing to do it.
2: Well Nick, you made a claim that drivers who wear seatbelts tend to be safer, but there is an argument that um, drivers who wear seatbelts are not safer because they...
1: Mark was the one who made that claim. Oh, okay, okay, the, so... The, the claim is I'm that driver, drivers who are in accidents yeah. can best stay behind the wheel if they are strapped in behind the wheel.
2: Sure. I thought, I'm sorry, I thought someone made the claim that, if you, that, that drivers are safer if they're wearing seatbelts, da-da-da. Anyway whether that was said or not salemnews.com um salem is the capital of oregon and it comes out of this news article comes out uh came out april 10th
0: get to that in a moment nick i want to thank you for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you and i'm glad you're out there advocating a, you know principled positions i think we need people doing that too like hey we should have it all when it comes to liberty but
1: unfortunately
5: one last, one last thing yep. um uh you this argument uh, this argumentation that just happened uh did change my mind and next time I I'll, I call I'll tell you uh how my mind was changed and
0: the the details thanks nick appreciate the call tonight 855 450 free is the SACL cai toll free line so what do you want to share about driving
2: uh, well Michelle? um <laughs> this this study done by an insurance uh Company and it's in the insurance company's best interest to be insuring the safest drivers because they don't want to have to pay out insurance, right? Correct. So, so they did this study and it was a blind study done on um, regarding marijuana users, and they've found that where marijuana has been legalized or decriminalized, whatever, and the um, that there is a nine percent medical de- marijuana, yes, okay. um, that there's been a nine percent decrease in. Uh, Uh, traffic-related accidents Hmm. and that...
1: That goes along with a study that we saw from the Australian Department of Transportation that said that marijuana smokers were just a little bit better drivers than regular drivers.
2: So, right. So, if if we're going to talk about forcing people people to do things because it's it's, you know, for safety... Everyone should have to be made to smoke marijuana before they drive.
0: Which, of course, we're not talking about doing That's that. That's <laughs> going free That's because we don't believe in forcing people to do things they don't want to do. More coming up. This is
1: Free Talk Live.
0: talk live you can take control of the airwaves dial in toll-free 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-453 here with you tonight it's Ian Michelle and Mark. We invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote us using the free bumper sticker that you can get simply by uh, getting the details on how to do that over at uh, promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. Plus, there are web banners that you can use on your site. There are high-res graphics that you can use for whatever purpose that your imagination can come up with. And uh, also flyers uh, you can print out and other things like that over at promote.freetalklive.com com. So uh, we've been talking about marijuana and driving, and there's been another study done, which, as you pointed out, Mark, kind of echoes some studies that have been done in the past. The Australian yep. Department of Transportation was one of them, but that study's been duplicated. Yeah, right.
1: it, at this point, there are several studies that show, apparently, that people that are stoned drive, at, at the very least, on as pop, well.
0: People that are on marijuana. You, I guess you
1: could use the term On the "stone" for yeah. something On the else. people yeah. that have smoked marijuana <laughs> recently um, drive generally as well, if not even a little better than people who haven't uh, been driving. And it's mostly because they drive slower. I think is the uh, the, the suggestion.
0: I don't know. I, that's a good question. I would I would like to see if that's a factor. If that you know if that's also something that's included in the studies. Is that something they observed? Is it that because they drive slower is why that's happening, or are they just more tuned into different safety factors than somebody else might be who's not in that mindset
2: i am way less dangerous on the road when i'm high than you drive slower um, yes, I okay. do drive more slowly because I'm just chilling out. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's What's so the rush? Out. I listening to my music. I'm just twirling along. Now, if I've had two cups of coffee, just like, everyone just go. <laughs> Scatter. <laughs> I have somewhere to be and I'm going to be there now. <laughs> I think that that's very interesting
1: because, uh, you know, so caffeine is certainly a drug that people would say makes them, uh, you know, in lo- many people will say makes them more agitated, uh, makes them, uh, you know, more impatient and several things you would not want people behind the wheel to be feeling like sure and it's interesting that a mind-altering substance like uh, you know marijuana is you know that is uh, verboten behind the wheel whereas you know what i guess would be more of sort of an attitude altering substance like caffeine isn't because I, if I have a, uh, if if I have a Diet Coke, I am going to be a madman behind the wheel. Yeah, Diet Coke
2: and uh, Diet Coke and me are, are like really bad. It's too. Not gonna go. But you know, I um, I don't drink alcohol and drive. Like I don't. That's a
1: bad
0: idea.
2: Yeah, I would I would smoke a joint and drive way before I would ever have a beer and drive.
1: Uh, I don't think it's a good just idea just beer? because nobody's gonna like it. I'm,
2: you know, I mean, I'm kind of chubby right now, but I mean, when I'm like tiny, I one beer, one yeah. pint of beer, and I'm like woo. Mm. I mean, you know, a couple of shots and I'm dancing on the table.
0: <laughs> 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Hey, have you guys heard about the augmented reality glasses? Yes. Have you heard about these yet, Is that Michelle? like
2: rose-colored glasses? <laughs> I want some. <laughs> no, it's something
0: completely different uh, from rose. Co- you, you can put your own rose-colored glasses on any time you okay. want. Uh, but uh, augmented reality glasses don't exist yet, but they're coming. And so Google is actually working on these right now. And I guess uh, there's news all over the place about it, but uh, New York Times is reporting on it. If you venture into a coffee shop in the coming months and see someone with a pair of futuristic glasses that look like a prop from Star Trek, don't worry. It's probably just a Google employee testing the company's new augmented reality glasses. On Wednesday, Google gave people a clearer picture of its secret initiative called Project Glass Glass. The company's first venture into wearable computing. The glasses aren't yet for sale. Google will, however, be testing them in public. In a post shared on Google Plus, employees in the company laboratory known as Google X, uh, they asked people for input about a prototype of the Project Glass. Project uh, manager Mr. Let's see, Steve Lee originally worked on google mapping software latitude is responsible for the component uh the software component of these he says we're sharing this information because we want to start a conversation to learn from your input please follow along as we share some of our ideas and stories and i watched the video that uh that had to do with this and it's pretty cool i mean imagine having your smartphone like on your vision essentially so it's a heads-up display yeah
2: no i don't like
0: that you don't like that no no why (laughs)
2: You know, And I have to, I still don't have Porcupine 411 on my phone, even <laughs> though Mike Hampton programmed it for uh-huh. me and Dahlia, you know, did something else to my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm illiterate. I'm... Well, this one, I it, want to be able to send a smoke signal. The cool thing <laughs>
1: about technology is it's getting to be easier and easier for people that aren't technologically literate. I mean, you know, these glasses are intended to, you know, have icons like the temperature. You look up towards it, and it pulls down the. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to know the temperature sometimes? You know, what's the weather forecast for today? You know, just by having. I go these-
2: outside, and if my right knee is you know a little bit in pain, I go, oh, it's going to rain.
0: <laughs> well i guess these aren't going to be for you michelle
2: but i think a lot of people don't
1: listen luddites talk like this she's got a cell phone she does she carries it around with her and, have and... a computer yeah yeah, yeah.
0: i mean yeah. Yeah. she's not really a luddite uh but but and of course like with any technology there's gonna be two sides to this coin right so on one side it's gonna be cool because you know you've got your heads up display you don't have to have a cell phone it's always going to be there in front of you so the ease of access is uh, is better probably the battery life will be longer i think uh, a heads-up
1: display, as comes from the um, the military, like a, a fighter pilot has uh, heads, a heads-up display. Right. So,
0: okay. So, to describe what that means, uh, imagine having, like you were saying, the the temperature. Trans kind of interposed on your vision, your field of vision. It's there. You can still see everything else that's going on around you. But oh look, there's the temperature. Or here's a message coming in from Michelle. Uh, you know, she just texted me, and there it is. On and if
2: it was a message from me, there'd be like little like twinkle lights that went on. Yeah, that. Yeah.
1: So, so envision that's this. What I, I'm going to spend my time setting it to do that.
0: Envision this coming onto your your actual field of vision rather than you having to lift up a screen and put that in front of your face, uh, your, your cell phone. And of course the weird thing about this is it doesn't have any kind of hand interaction. Like the way they're doing it on the video is it's all by your voice. So it's like, well, you know, set an appointment for 10 o'clock tonight, you know, go get movie tickets, et cetera, or whatever. The, the guy's just giving voice commands to his
1: Glasses, I think that they pulled some stuff because some of it I didn't feel like it was all voice command um, that the glasses were, were taking. I felt like it was taking eye motions, too.
0: It could very well be uh, that as well. But my point being, you're, you're not going to have a, a controller. There's nothing that's going to be in, in your hands. It will either be your eyes that will be motioning or your voice will be controlling this. Or maybe they'll jack it straight into your brain. Uh, yeah, that's knows? the
2: part that freaks me out is that, you know, I'm, I know this is probably silly, but I'm a little bit afraid of all the technology. Yeah? Yeah, I am. Technophobe? You know, I am. No, I think I that think. it's reasonable
1: to to suggest that if uh, they they jack uh, and you know a computer into your brain, that a computer virus will go around and control turn people into zombies. Yeah, I think that that's you know that it's absolutely possible. Sure.
0: Sure. And, and uh, you know, on the negative side of this, at least now when someone has their phone out in front of them, you know it, right? You know mm. that someone's phone is in front of them because they're, they're not paying attention. To right. Yeah, not paying because attention they're to sitting
2: you. at my dinner table and I say, put your phone away. Right. And it's it can be a matter rude. of this etiquette. Is, <laughs> right. Back to
0: etiquette. And, and right. So like sometimes when this happens and I'm yeah. guilty of it, of it, too, but I'll try to be cognizant of it and I'll say something like phone party or something. <laughs> and that way people will be aware that everybody is kind of turning into themselves and they're going into their little device right. because it's really an anti Social thing to yes. do, even though you're typing to someone, and technically that's socializing. It's not actually social because you're not making eye contact. Yeah. You're not actually—it's not, not having a Conversation. It's not really. It's mm-hmm. it's the it's faux social, uh, if you will. And so with these glasses. Presumably the people that are on the outside will have no idea what you're seeing because the images are not available to them. seems reasonable. Uh, and so therefore, if someone has these glasses on, at any time they could be receiving a text message, at any time they could be you know, doing something with those and ostensibly supposedly making eye contact with you as well. So how distracted are the people wearing the glasses well, going to be when
1: having a conversation with somebody? I'm thinking that, uh, that there'll be some tells. Uh, you know, I mean, you've, you've got to, at this point. Like we an
2: erection or something.
1: I don't think. <laughs> start talking to themselves. Uh, right. The, the, at this point, they, you have to control it either by eye motion mm-hmm. or by voice. So, therefore, when, you're looking, when they're looking at a text. How are they going? You know, they're going to have to touch the glasses. They're going to have to talk to the glasses. Are they going to have yeah. to look off into the, you know, the uh, the, the upper corner of the room? <laughs> and so you're going to be like, are you paying attention to me? I don't. You haven't seen this commercial, but it's uh, it's it's this this couple sitting at a table, and uh, the guy's going, ooh, and ah, oh, yes, and <laughs> the, the 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 girlfriend's having an important relationship conversation with him, and he's, are you watching the game on your phone? How, what can I su- just summon footage to my phone? What ki- what am I? Some kind of magician? And sure enough, that's what he is doing. Uh, but that's the idea. So it's yeah. you know it's, it's a clever. Yeah, way. I
2: like. I'm a little bit more tactile. I want to be able to feel things, touch them. You know.
1: Well, this is the way
0: things are going. You're going to see more of this in the future. More uh, less in your hands, more in your eyes. Possibly. Oh, I want to be brain. in someone's
2: hands, not their eyes. Of, ooh,
0: let's uh, see you t- <laughs> see you tomorrow online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Why did you move to the Shire?
8: I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the
0: Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now.
2: I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be.
0: Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it.
2: The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that.
0: Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.